guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you wanna check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop, and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. So yesterday on my Instagram stories, I took it back to the beginning, aka when my little company first began. And I really wanted to kind of share the beginning of my journey because I've been in a few conversations recently about how lucky I am to be where my business is now, how I'm able to work from home, have a team, etc., etc. But trust me, it was not always easy. It still isn't, right? Not everything is as beautiful and easy as we see on Instagram. And there were definitely quite a few sacrifices that had to be made in the very, very beginning to get to where I am today. So for example, uh, when I decided that I wanted to build this business on the side, I was still working a full-time job. I was working as a full-time marketing manager with a brand new baby, And I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I've always tried to come up with different business ideas. But having Theo, like once he was born, that made me realize how much I longed to still be able to work because I love what I do. But I wanted to have more freedom and flexibility than a nine to five would provide me. So as my journey began and as I started to sign on clients, I had to work around my day job. So the sacrifices that I made in that very first year is I would work on my projects during my lunch breaks, at night after Theo went to sleep, and during the weekend. Sounds crazy. Like, who would put themselves through that? (laughs) A brand new baby, a full-time job, and and every free moment I was working on my business. But I loved it, right? And I kept my my goal in mind every single day, my end goal in mind every single day. And in the end, it paid off big time. So I really wanted to share that because I feel like a lot of the people don't touch on that. I know I for sure don't necessarily touch on the beginning of their journey very often because I'm just focused on right now, what we're doing right now and in the future. But in my stories, I posted a question sticker to kind of chat about my beginning. Where did we begin? How was it? I know so many of you guys listening to the podcast 
are in that place where you have a side hustle or you just started a business and you're trying to make it go full time. So I wanted to take it back to the beginning. I'm going to go over the questions that I had. I'm going to go over my answers in a little bit more detail and kind of let you in on it. And hopefully this will serve you some inspiration, some motivation and, you know, inspiration to just keep going, to stay consistent with what you're doing and don't give up on your dreams because it's going to be worth it in a year or two. Okay, so the first question that I answered off of my question sticker was, were you always the creative type? And the answer is definitely. Like, even in grade school, whenever we would have group projects with people, I would always be the one in the group working on the drawings, on the painting, making things look pretty because everyone knew that I loved that stuff and that I was good at it. So they were like, oh, Maria should do this because Maria can totally do it. She'll, you know, make it look good. So I was always assigned that part of the group projects. Next question is, what were the early days of business like? This is a good one. So I definitely look my at my time with my business in two different spectrums. So my the first thing I look at is my freelance days, right? When I was still working my uh, nine to five, and this was just a freelance, I was kind of trying to get it going versus when I first went into it full time, they look completely different. And even though I feel like they're both considered beginner journeys, they're totally different. So um, I feel like I talk about my uh, side hustle days way more often than I talk about the beginning of my full time journey. Because when I went into full time, I was kind of forced to go into full time. Like it wasn't necessarily my decision that I was like, okay, my business is ready. I'm going to do this. We're going to take this full time. Um, I was definitely forced into it because so as you all know, when we lived in California, I worked as a full time marketing manager. Then we moved to Georgia. And when we moved, I negotiated that I was going to be able to work part time with the company. So they cut my salary in half, cut my hours in half. So when we moved to Georgia, I was able to do that part-time and then part-time build my business. But then once we moved to Georgia, a few months later, the company that I was working with, they decided that remote work wasn't for them. I was the very first remote person that they had. Everyone else was in office. Um, So they decided that the remote position wasn't working. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I had a couple clients, but I just had a couple big uh, projects sign off. And then I just, I remember I had, you know, a couple people that I was working with very, very minor. Like, I was making like $300 at that point per month with my side hustle. So it was barely anything, definitely nothing compared to the salary that I was making with that company. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have a decision to make either I'm going to start looking for another nine to five job, which sucked because we just moved to a new state. Um, You know, I didn't want to put Theo in preschool. We didn't have anyone that we trusted that could watch him. And I had a decision to make. Either I was going to be like, okay, I don't think I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to rely on a nine to five or we're going to make this entrepreneurial thing work. And you know what? that we did. Within a couple of months, I was back to making what I was making at my full-time job, and it just kept growing um, every month from since then. But those beginning days of when I had to make the decision of like, okay, I'm not going back to a nine-to-five. I'm going to make this work. 
those were times of uncertainty. It was so scary. Um, because obviously finances and obviously like we just moved to a brand new state, no family here, barely any friends. Like it was such a scary time, but I'm so glad we went through it. And this is where my whole mindset journey started is because I literally woke up one day and I was like, why can't I do this? Like, why can't I do this? People do this all the time. People grow businesses all the time. People do this. So why can't I do this? And ever since I, I literally like, I'm not, I kid you not, I woke up one day and I just thought those thoughts and that's where my mindset journey began. And I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Like, I'm not going to think negatively The I'm only going to speak life to this. I'm only going to think positive thoughts and I'm going to do everything that I can to make this work. So I went out, started meeting people, started getting clients online, started posting on Instagram, started going on Upwork, started going to Facebook groups, all the things to start getting clients. And I was consistent with it and it started gaining traction and I kept continued with it. So yeah, it was, it was a crazy, crazy time. It was a very, very scary time and uncertain regarding finances, but I am so, so glad that happened because honestly, if the, that company that I was with, if they didn't come to me and they were like, Hey, this isn't working. I honestly don't know how long it would have taken me to step into this full time because I am not a risk taker. I was a very, very safe person. Um, I needed things to be very secure and I was very secure in having that other company. So I don't know like where I would be if that didn't happen. So the next question that I got asked was what sacrifices did you make? And I touched on this in the beginning of the podcast episode, but a lot of sacrifices had to be made. Like it was not easy in the beginning, especially like I had to sacrifice a lot of free time. So as I mentioned in the beginning, when I started getting clients, I my first project was a website project. And I remember like, you know, I, I had a nine to five. I had responsibilities. I couldn't do it when I was working right for them. So when I had my lunch break, I would go to Starbucks, work work on the website for an hour there, come home, pick up Theo. Um, my mom would watch him at the time when we would be working, you know, have dinner, have bath time, play w- with him, all the things. As soon as he went to sleep, um, I would turn on my computer, work for like two to three hours. So I'd work to like 1 a.m. maybe, go to sleep, wake up at I don't know, six probably, uh, go to work on my lunch break, you know, do the same thing over again. And then on the weekends, I'd go to like a coffee shop for a little bit to work. So I had to sacrifice a lot of free time. Like I barely, you know, I didn't have a lot of like, I don't know, fun time during that time. Cause I was like purely focused on my business. Um, we went out, we saw family, um, we hung out a little bit, but my prime prime focus that whole year was building this business. So I had to sacrifice a lot of free time. Next question that I got asked is, what's your advice for newbies starting out? So my advice for newbies is meet as many people as you can in your target market. So who are you serving? Like say, are you serving business owners? Are you serving fitness coaches? Like who are you serving? And then where do they hang out online? First of all, connect with them online, get them to follow you. You follow them, connect with them, talk to them, become their friend. Um, and then also in person, where do these people hang out with on in person? Are, are they at networking events? Are they at the gym? Like, where are they in person? Start doing that and meeting them and getting in front of these people as much as you can. And then two, talk about what you do every single day on social media. 
last year, 30% of our business came from Instagram. And that is purely for the fact that I've been talking about what I do, our company, our projects, about us every single day for the last two years. Okay, in the beginning, you're going to feel silly, you're going to feel like you're talking to yourself, especially if you don't have a good audience built up of your target audience, right? If you just have your friends and family, you're going to feel silly. But trust me, keep doing it. Because in the beginning, all you're doing is practicing, you're practicing speaking, you're practicing showing. So you're practicing for it to become natural to you. So that once you do start building your following, and that when people who need your services start following you, you're going to look like a pro. Okay, so those are my advice for newbies is get in front of those people and post and talk about what you do every single time when you meet new people, especially if you might be like, oh my gosh, this might be my target audience. Talk about what you do. The next question is a fun one is what should we look out for in the future? So this is fun for MBM. We're going to have different opportunities for you to work with us at different price points. So of course we have our kind of personalized custom services, but we also have our website templates that we just came out with so that if you can't afford a website necessarily that is, you know, has our homepage formula that is based on sales psychology, that has copywriting formulas implemented into it. If you can't afford to have a custom website for you, I highly, highly recommend checking out our website templates. They cost like some under $200, some a little bit over 200. But you can get you can get a brand new website for like a fraction of the cost and you just have to customize it yourself. So that's an example of working with us at a different price point. We are also turning our sales page masterclass into a course. We're also looking to come out with some more courses um, later on in the year. As for myself, so I don't know when exactly I'm going to be doing this, but it's been like kind of a dream of mine. I just keep thinking about it. But to work with agency owners, like coaching one-on-one agency owners, how to create an efficient business, how to create systems that work, how to manage a team, and how to really create a business where you're working less but making more. Because agencies are hard, I'm not going to lie. Agencies are not an easy business model, but they work. And I feel like I'm starting to get to the point of like, my dream schedule, my dream job, all of those. And I feel like once I like achieve it and it's good and it's like consistent, then I'm going to be like, okay, I can teach others how to do this because I've gone through it myself and I know it works. Okay. Next question, which is so good. So it is, what is one of your long-term goals personally? To be honest, this stumped me. I really had to think about it because I'm like, long-term goals. This is such a good question. And to simply put it, I just want to have a life full of adventure. I want to live a life that I love and I want to have a business that provides the freedom to do that. So like, you know, I want to buy, we want to buy our dream house, our dream house. We want to buy by the lake, right? I want to have a a family and I want to have the freedom to work because I love, love what I do. I want to speak more. I want to do podcasting more. I just want to have different opportunities, but still have a business that works that still allows me to have free time with my family, free time with my kid and my future kids and, you know, just live a full, balanced life full of love and adventure, honestly. (laughs) Another good question was, if you could go back and encourage your younger self, what would you say? So I would say, keep going after your dream. It'll happen if you're consistently working on them because I just keep thinking about recently, When I was 17 years old, you might have heard me tell this story before, but 
I try to start an e-commerce brand. And like my mindset was like envisioning me being a boss, being a CEO. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I could be like the youngest CEO ever, right? Like having my own schedule, being my own boss, having a team that I'm in charge of, all the things. And I could just, I remember specifically I was driving in my Mitsubishi Eclipse. It was like a 1997 or something, like green, ugly color. (laughs) Um, But I just, I remember, I even remember the street I was driving down. It was sunny. It was Pacific Park uh, Parkway in uh, Alisa Viejo, California. I was turning on the street to go to my old house. And I was just like, I could feel it in my bones. Like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. I could just like that sense of being like so proud, feeling accomplished, having a successful business. I could just feel it. I'm like, yes, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then I launched my e-commerce brand and it did not sell. Like we barely sold anything and it was just not what I was envisioning, right? And I remember feeling so defeated and a little bit disappointed, a little bit embarrassed But I kept telling myself and reading all these books about entrepreneurs and one of the statistics was like entrepreneurs or business owners open like five to seven businesses before they truly become successful um, because they learn from each one and, you know, you have to open a few businesses for it to be truly be successful. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to open five businesses. I don't want to waste that much time. Like, why can't I get it right on the first round? Um, So I was super disappointed that the e-commerce brand didn't work, but I will tell you, I learned so much about what not to do. And also, that was the very first website that I created, and it was, I created an e-commerce site all by myself, which is not easy. And that's kind of where my website, you know, love began, and I was able to be like, wow, I can teach this myself. I'm able to actually do this. So there was so much that came out of it that I saw you know, later years down the road of like why it was beneficial that I went through that. But during that time, I felt felt a little bit defeated. So I would definitely tell my younger self, like, keep those dreams alive because it's going to happen. Because what I was envisioning that day when I was driving on Pacific Park in my Mitsubishi, that feeling is my life now. That feeling that I had is real life now. And it happened. It took a little bit longer than I expected. It was a different business model than I expected, but it happened because I kept that dream alive. So if you're listening to this and if you have a dream and if you have a feeling of, you know, where you want to be in life, keep that alive because every road that you're taking right now is going to lead you down that path. And I don't doubt for a second that you have that feeling in your heart for a reason. It is there for a reason. So keep it alive and be consistent. Be consistent on working for your dream. That is one of the biggest pieces of advice that I have for you in talking with countless entrepreneurs. When you ask them like, what's the secret to success? Most of them say consistency because being consistent day in, day out, on days when you have highs, and on days when you have lows. As long as you're consistent, you're going to see results. It's just the name of the game. Okay, I'm going to do a few more questions, but one of the other questions is, what is your favorite part about your job? Um, honestly, one 
is working from home, being able to be with Theo, being able to make my own schedule and having the flexibility in that. But then two, with podcasting and working with people from all over, it is so cool to me to meet entrepreneurs and business people from literally all over, from all over the world, from all different industries. I love, love hearing their stories. If you listen to the podcast long enough, the very first question that I ask my guest is, tell me about your entrepreneurial journey. Like, how did you get to where you are today? Because to me, it's so fascinating to hear everyone's journeys and their stories because every story is so different. But it is so inspiring to see what hurdles people had to go through, like, you know, just the different stories and there's some that I connect that I'm like, oh my gosh, you're speaking my story. I had such a similar time and it's so cool to see where they are now. And that's my hope for you guys too, is when you're listening, if you're hearing some stories that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this too. And they are there now. So they can serve, they can serve you as an inspiration to keep moving forward. And It's just so cool to me to learn from different people, to learn different marketing tactics, to learn different businesses, to learn different like entrepreneur journeys. To me, it is so fascinating. Like I could podcast all day long. Okay. And last question, I thought it would be good to end off um, the show, but it is what do you do that is different from others in the market? So I'm going to say this like I say in my little sales spiel. While many other web designers literally just focus on the design, we focus on creating profitable websites. And what that means is while, yes, the design is important and we do focus on creating pretty designs, that is not what it's going to make you sales in the end. So first, we focus to make sure that your website shows up on Google search when people are searching for your products and services. And then two, when people actually get onto your website, they actually connect with your message and they feel that you're, you have authority in your industry and that you're trustworthy as well. So we focus on Google search, on your messaging and the design. Those are our top three things that we focus on that we believe creates a profitable website. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.